everybody. This is Gina Human, founder and CEO of Trauma Drama University, a nonprofit that provides education, support, and resources to parents dealing with severe trauma behaviors in their children. Welcome to the Erase the Chaos podcast, where we talk about ways to help heal trauma and find peace in your home. I am here today with Mary Brown, also known as the Boundaries Coach. Uh, She specializes in helping others overcome busyness and people-pleasing and learn healthy boundaries. I think we all need this. Uh, With a professional background in social work, she helped thousands of families through challenges such as mental illness, addiction, abuse, and neglect. In doing so, she noticed the impact these issues have on women, especially when someone they love is struggling. And all of us trauma parents are dealing with a struggling child. So I thought she'd be a perfect guest here today. Uh, Having grown up in a big family without boundaries, Mary could relate to these women because of her own journey of overcoming people pleasing. I believe I have that too, Mary. Welcome to our show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you do. What exactly is a boundary coach and who knew that we needed this? (laughs) Well, um, I am a coach and I specialize in helping people have boundaries. And it wasn't a uh, profession that was out there. I kind of made it up, honestly. So... Maybe why you haven't heard of it. Why not? Um, I made up Trauma Drama University. So there you go. (laughs) Um, I felt very inspired to help people have better boundaries. And I Googled it and there was no job available that I could apply for. And, you know, I argued with the Lord and the universe and said, hey, I'm trying to do what I'm called to do down here, but there's not a real job. And... Um, the answer I received was, you have to create it. And so I created the Boundary Coach, and it's been amazing. Um, I get to help people every day to be empowered to make decisions and easy ways to have hard conversations and to practice meaningful self-care and set boundaries. And it's the best job in the whole world. It sounds amazing. Um, so how exactly do boundaries help with trauma? Mm. So when we have trauma, sometimes it creates a limiting belief system that we aren't good enough. And that misunderstanding of our self-worth can show up as people-pleasing. It can show up as hustling for our worth. And the work that I do with people in teaching them the skill set of setting boundaries with kindness and compassion and upholding boundaries. It starts with that foundation of knowing that we are valuable, that we're born valuable, that we don't have to do anything to earn our worth, that every person who is living is equally valuable and that our value can never change. And so we set that foundation of self-worth and then we build our competence by making, keeping commitments to ourselves. because confidence is a learned skill, just like boundaries are a learned skill. And that foundation is really what sets us up to be able to set boundaries and to follow our own boundaries. 
So some of the people that I serve really are who you would think of when you think of the term people pleaser, right? So they they want everyone to be really happy, especially the people they care about. They don't want to disappoint anyone. They take responsibility for other people's feelings. They, you know, just want to fix other people's problems. And all of that sounds great until it isn't. So the problem with people pleasing and not having any boundaries is that First of all, it's exhausting because you're trying so hard all the time to make everybody else happy. Um, The second problem is that you end up feeling resentment for the people you love, even for good people. Um, And that's what happened to me is I became a people pleaser really early on and I gave myself responsibility for other people's feelings and other people's experiences and other people's happiness and I was so busy taking care of everybody and everything else that I didn't have any time or energy left over for myself. And I found myself feeling resentment towards the people I was trying to help. And I was ashamed of that. I had some shame around building resentment or even hatred towards people that I loved because I didn't understand that it was my job to take care of me first and that my feelings were my responsibility and therefore other people's feelings were not my responsibility. So having boundaries helps us to stay connected to people that we want to have nurturing relationships with and it helps us to actually practice self-care and it makes us more sustainable so we don't burn out. Mm-hmm. So what kind of boundaries are we talking about? Can you give some examples? Oh, sure. There are kind of variety of areas that we have boundaries. We have boundaries in relationships. So boundaries in a relationship would say, this is how I'm willing to show up in this relationship. This is what I'm not willing to do in this relationship. Boundaries for our time, boundaries for our energy, boundaries for our resources, boundaries for our finances. We also have boundaries for ourselves, right? So Mm -hmm. I have a boundary that this is how I'm willing to show up. And our boundaries are actually always for ourselves when we are doing them correctly. There's a misconception out there that we set boundaries for people or on other people, and that's false. My boundaries are always for me. So my boundaries say, what am I willing to participate in? And what am I not willing to participate in? I don't get to decide what you're allowed to do or not do. That's rules. Boundaries are what am I willing to do? And what am I not willing to do? So relationships, resources, like professional life. So work-life boundaries or life versus whatever other endeavor were. Um, There are also boundaries in communities, like group kind of agreements around boundaries and yeah, all the things there's boundaries everywhere. (laughs) So how can we tell if we need to set a boundary or if we need more boundaries in our lives? Oh, we feel terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We start to feel resentment towards a person. Um, We start to avoid someone that we, you know, want to have a relationship There's a disconnection. When we're not living in alignment with our boundaries, we feel disconnected. Okay. So what what would be an example of how I would set a boundary with somebody? Yeah. One of the examples that I like to use is in a boundary that I have in my life is around name calling. So I have a boundary that I am not going to have a conversation with someone where name calling happens. 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you and I are in a conversation and Gina calls me (laughs) a mean name, right? I know you would not likely do that, but I would not do that, but, (laughs) (laughs) but let's just say we're in a conversation and you call me a mean name, right? My boundary is that I'm not going to participate in conversations where there's name calling, right? That's mm-hmm. the boundaries for me. I'm not going to control or manipulate Gina, right? So Gina has agency, can choose what words she wants to use, but I'm not going to participate in conversations that have name calling. So say you call me a mean name, then I it's my job to show up and uphold my boundary, okay? Mm-hmm. So I might say, oh, time out. I don't participate in name calling conversations. Okay. You just said this, that is name calling, and I'm not willing to participate in conversations that have name calling. Okay. So your choices at this time are maybe I'm going to change the topic and continue the conversation in a different direction. Maybe I'm going to take space. Maybe if it's a particularly demeaning name or if it's a pattern of name calling or I'm being emotionally impacted by this then I might actually say, hey, this is not okay. I'm feeling hurt. I'm going to go practice some self-care and tend to my wounds emotionally. And then I might even have to reconsider how I'm engaging in a relationship with you, Mm -hmm. right? If it's particularly demeaning or if it's a pattern over time, then I might need to set some limits around how I'm going to engage in a relationship with you. Of course, all of that becomes more difficult when it's a family member that you're living with or a person that you have a close relationship with. But boundaries are still necessary, even when we have a person in our home, a person who might have a mental illness, a person who might have a diagnosis, any of those things. We actually have to have more boundaries when we have a person that is close in our proximity, close in our space, close in our family, than you would think with someone that you have a colleague relationship with or a Mm -hmm. community-based relationship with. Right. Is there any hope that we have for setting boundaries with kids who already have trauma and who go into fight or flight super quick? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's lots of how do we do that? (laughs) This is good news. Boundaries are possible. So when we have kids who go into fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. Guess what? It's still their responsibility to learn how to manage that. Right. But we need to guide them in that direction. So absolutely. So our role, we get to decide how and when we participate, right? So if I, if my value system says, you know, my child's in fight or flight and I want to teach them how to manage that, right? Trauma-based parenting. I've taken some classes. I've learned some skills. This is an opportunity for me to kind of demonstrate. Boundaries can say, okay, first I'm going to regulate myself, right? I'm going to keep myself emotionally regulated here. And I'm going to choose to engage in this teaching opportunity, right? So if I'm choosing to engage in this teaching opportunity, then I get to decide what I'm willing to participate in and what I'm not willing to participate in. Like maybe I choose, I want to guide them and this is the moment I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. I've discovered with my own son that at some point, sometimes um, he is so much in the fight or flight space. I can regulate myself. And if he can't come with me, I can say, let's pick up this conversation later because we're not in the right frame of mind. And then when he's in a calmer place, we can approach the topic in a better way. (laughs) 
Yes. Yes. And once we decide what our boundaries are, the next step is to communicate them. And so some like boundary communication tools can really help in those situations. I like to say things like, I love you and no, or I love you and I can talk with you as as soon as you stop talking or as soon as you stop screaming at me, or I love you and I'm willing to whatever it is and be really clear that it's coming from a place of love so that it feels better to both of us, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're going to have to set, we're going to have to communicate what our boundary is, doing it from a place of love, right? Right. I am able to do this. I'm not able to do that. And I'm able to do this, right? That kind of sandwiching communication, Mm -hmm. it helps with all people, whether or not you have drama, that kind of communication from a place of love, from a place of connection is Mm -hmm. going to help even more when people have trauma. This is very similar to what we were talking about in my class the other day. I teach interior design and Mm -hmm. um, we we do critiques every week and I really want to keep that a positive experience. So I've I've been teaching the compliment sandwich. I'm like, say Mm -hmm. something good, then say here are the things you could improve on and always finish with something strong so that they feel good and yet they still could improve, you know? Yes. We're doing this to berate you or whatever. Yeah. And I like to call it the boundary Oreo. (laughs) Boundary Oreo. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) So the top, so the cookie part is something I love, appreciate, respect about you. That's where I connect with you, right? I'm honoring the person or I'm honoring the relationship. And it might sound, and then the cream is like a clear and concise, this is the boundary. And then the cookie is how to move forward with connection. So mm-hmm. it might sound something like, hey, Gina, I really appreciate you inviting me to be on the podcast. I'm not okay with being called names and I'll see you next time, right? Like, <laughs> I am not going to call you any names. I promise. Other than you are my queen, things like that. Just kidding. No, I think it's great. Um, so I, this sounds like something really important for trauma parents, and I I might love to set up a class with you sometime where we can get a you know some people on a Zoom call and teach them some of these techniques. How would somebody work with you if they wanted to do that on their own? Yeah. So. Um, the easiest way to find me is through my website. It is boundariescoach.com. Um, you can email me directly at mary at boundariescoach.com. You can find me um, on social media at boundariescoach. Um, I also have a podcast. So my podcast is called Let's Talk Boundaries with Mary Brown. So if folks are podcast listeners, you can find me on all the podcast platforms. Yeah, if you're looking for me, it's pretty easy to find me. Excellent. All right. And one more question. Does creating boundaries require us to have a really awkward conversation with somebody or not? Can we set a boundary without telling them or? Absolutely. You do not need to have an awkward conversation. Your boundary is for you, right? So if my boundary, I'll just continue with this name calling example, because I know you're (laughs) not going to call me names, but um, if my boundary is no name calling and name calling happens, it's my job to pull that boundary. So I might just choose to end the conversation and I might not say anything. Mm -hmm. I might just say, Hey, I got to go. Um, or I might just say, I might just change the subject to something that feels more comfortable for me. Um, so most of the time our boundaries are not communicated. 
But it is important to clarify our boundaries so that we know for ourselves what what standards we're holding ourselves to. So sometimes we want to have a conversation and I've got some tools and how to decide when to have a conversation and when not to have a conversation. But generally it is, is it safe to have a conversation with this person right now? Right? So if it's safe or not safe, is the person going to understand this conversation right right Mm -hmm. now or not? Do I think that they're going to understand? Is a conversation going to help me feel more connected to this person and show up in a relate in the relationship with this person the way that I want them to or not? Right. Um, so is it kind? Is it nice? Is it necessary? Right. Like, is it those kinds of questions will help mm-hmm. guide you? But I would say most of the time we don't need to have a conversation, but when we do, we need to have the skills and tools to be able to have it with kindness and love. Yeah, it sounds like I need a lot of your help. So we'll be in touch <laughs> as we move further. And I know that you have um, you have another meeting to go to, but thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Any parting words for us? Oh, yes. My parting words are always that you're valuable. You're born valuable. You don't have to do anything to earn your worth. And every person is equally valuable. And we can build confidence by making and keeping commitments to ourselves and we can learn boundaries. So wherever you're at on your journey to learning boundaries, totally okay. It's a learned skill and I can help you with that. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Next time. Bye-bye. See you later. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Erase the Chaos podcast. If you need a supportive village at your side as you deal with extreme parenting, please head over to Trauma Drama University and sign up for free. We've got online courses and resources to help you out at www.traumadramauniversity.com. Check out our campus store to help raise awareness for the impact childhood trauma behaviors have on our society. As a nonprofit, we appreciate any and all contributions which can be made on our website. Please forward this information to any parents you know who are struggling with severe behaviors. We're here to help.